Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. She is an animal activist and just really one great gal. 
Miss Templeton Thompson will be joining us for the Campfire Cafe. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, I just got back from Road to the Horse in Lexington, Kentucky. And this man did a fantastic job winning the first two days of rounds and then took home the whole shebang. He is world champion Mike Major. We're going to be talking with Mike in just a little bit on Saddle Up America in the second hour of the show. But right now, let's listen to a great song from Templeton Thompson. It is from her new album, Get Back Up. It's one called In This Rodeo. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Don't lose faith and don't lose heart 
Well, she's a rock star, hippie chick, cowgirl, a grand, and it has been too long since Templeton Thompson's been on the show. Welcome back, Tempe. Hey, hey. So great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love you guys so much. Miss well, y'all. We are well, we're happy to have you back with us again on the show. So Thank hey, you know, one you. thing that uh, one thing we've never talked about is the fact that you are such an animal advocate. And uh, and I noticed on your Facebook page that you're doing some things to try to raise money for animals that are homeless now in the Ukraine. But how did that love of everything animal come to be? <laughs> I mean, I know you're a big horse lover. Yeah, just all, all four-leggeds, right? Well, you know, I, I yeah. guess really my, my mom. You know, my mamacita, because, um, you know, ever since I can remember being on this beautiful planet, you know, getting to be breathing air, we we had four-legged babies, and they just, you know, they, I connected with them instantly, you know. I, I, I love, you know, I love people too, but, you know, on a lot of days, <laughs> I'm much rather to be around four-legged, you know. They I kind of think I know what you mean. beautiful, and. They love with every ounce of their being, and they're kind to one another, and I just love them. And, you know, and they they have beautiful voices, but sometimes they can't, you know, they're not able to go, hey, I need help, you know, and, and there's so right. many who need help, and there's so many done wrong, and I just feel like I was put here on this earth to help them, you know, and, and just help four-legged and two-legged, too. We've got so many four-legged and two-legged who just... They need us to raise their voices for them. And, yes, sir, we need to do everything we can for Ukraine right now. I'm trying to figure yeah. it out and um, trying to figure out what I can do. I wish I was a gazillionaire, man. I wish I could so much money. Um, <laughs> but I, I get up every morning and I look to the east and I send so much love and light and healing prayers. And I just wow. I just don't understand. Wow. I just want us all to love one another. That's all I want. You know, I'm a chick cowgirl, like you said, you know. And, hey, I want to give props to our – uh, mutual Pard and just the amazing, sweet, beautiful, iconic Michael Martin Murphy because he just did a beautiful concert last night. He did. Raising money for Ukraine. He did. Um, we watched it live on YouTube out of Dallas-Fort Worth, which is right around where I was born, and God bless him. Yep, and he talked about all the displaced, um, two-end, four-leggeds, four-end, two-leggeds. It's, um, it's heartbreaking, and uh turns yes, out I have family from Ukraine too by marriage you know and uh really? heavy times wow wow well congratulations yep. to the fundraising efforts that they're doing everywhere to try to help the people in Ukraine and on behalf of the four leggeds who need a voice let me say thank you for your big heart and the things that you're doing to try to help uh, all of our four legged critters Thank you everywhere, right? Well, and you do it too, darling. You do so much for so many. God bless you, you know. So well, it's you. a ripple effect, right? If we can all just do a little bit, it makes a difference. It does. It does. It does. Let's talk music, though. This is yes. absolutely a great CD. And the title Ooh. of the CD is Get Back Up. And uh, how did this project come together? Well, you know, it's a it's a project that wound up being about seven years in the making. We did a crowdfunder for it, yeah, um, right about seven years this past December, and so blessed to have folks jump in and 
you know, and, and contribute. And then, you know, life gets crazy and we're busy as independent artists doing all that we do. I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir there, you know, we're all doing so many different things to, to make the wheels keep spinning forward. And it just took a long time and, but it's right on time. And we're so blessed because it turns out that we have Australian family. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I always knew I was part Australian. I knew it. And um, <laughs> we just are so fortunate to know, oh, my God, the amazing Rod McCormack, his beautiful, amazing wife, Gina Jeffries, who is Reba in Australia. She is an icon. She's unbelievably amazing, and I love her so much. And I love our brother Rod so much. He is an icon as an artist and singer, songwriter, producer they're just they're freaking rock stars superstar superheroes they are and um and we were blessed to get to meet them through an amazing rock star superstar beautiful young artist named max jackson and you know all because of a wonderful dear friend in the music business here we've worked with for years named scott pascal who is just an amazing beautiful human and so all these wheels got set in motion and we became instant family, you know, before the pandemic, they were coming over. We got to actually see each other in real person, <laughs> all that right, kind of stuff. Right. And then as our um, relationship evolved with Rod and Gina, just so grateful. Um, turns out, you know, Rod, he is, you know, co-producer now on this album. And we basically finished it over Zoom together. Wow. All of us. So I'm just so grateful. I, I'll never be able to thank my beautiful Australian family enough. So thank you. And that, that voice you're hearing on those harmonies on the song you just played in this rodeo, that's, that's yeah. Rod. You hear his gorgeous wow. voice and, and wrote that with our beautiful sister, Sally Barris, me and my beautiful man, Sam, we co-wrote that one. Um, inspired by a great movie called uh, Walk, Ride, Rodeo. Have you gotten to see that yet? The I, I watched Snyder. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Amber. Yeah. yeah great. So She's an amazing human being, isn't she, in her beautiful She voice. is. Yes. She is. She's yes. been on the show in the past. But, uh, oh, tell us about Get oh, Back well, Up. I'm we're going to we're gonna play one. this song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, another one, tell actually about... inspired by, yeah, that movie. Um, okay. Inspired by that movie. And, um, you know, we did a behind-the-song YouTube video because we're working really hard to re-engage our YouTube audience and really getting busy again on our YouTube channel to, to engage folks who know where we are, that little small handful of folks who just, God bless them, if not for them, if not for folks like you, Gary, you know, we couldn't do what we get to do. So we've really started creating more content, and one of the things we recently did is a YouTube video that tells the story of how that song came to be, and it kind of has been with me for a long time, and then we were invited to, um, you know, pitch some songs, even write some songs for that movie. Uh, a wonderful wow. music supervisor out of L.A., yeah, he reached out, no, when would that have been, 2018, and just said, hey, I Google searched um, – horse music, girls and horses, you know, different, and your name came up. And so I'm reaching yeah. out because I'm, I'm doing the music supervision on this movie and I think some of your music might work. And so that's that's what inspired Get Back Up being written. It didn't, none, none of the songs made it into the movie, and that's okay because that's the nature of yeah. show business. We all know that, you know. Right, right. But now, but how cool. We have the songs, and I'm so grateful. So, you know, that's 
that's really and the bridge of that song you know buck Branneman is one of my horsemanship heroes and he's our part and we love him so much and he um he does a really neat um version of the man in the arena by teddy roosevelt from that yeah. wonderful speech and a lot of that is in the bridge you know daring greatly you know it's about just being out there the one in the arena man the man in the arena doing it even if you fall and if you stumble then by god at least you tried right you know you did. so you did. That's, well let's that's that take song. a listen to it's get back song. up <laughs> let's take a listen to get song. back up come back and talk more okay. with templeton thompson today on the campfire cafe All at once and now Now This is now I can let it break me I can let it take me down Down All the way down That's not how I'm made
Fantastic song, Get Back Up. It's Templeton Thompson, and that is the title of the CD. And uh, as we were listening to that music, Pimpy and I talked for just a little bit during that, and we were talking about her mama. And I got to thinking, Templeton, that 600,000 people around the world listen to the show every week. And there are many folks wow. that really don't know your background and and how you got started with your love of horses. And I think you told me one time that you were riding horses with your mama before you were born, you know? Yes, tell sir. Us the, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background and your mama. Oh, you're, you're just a dang sweet. I love you. Well, you know, I'm I'm from, I was born in the Cleburne Hospital and from Glen Rose, Texas. And for, for some folks who might be listening to who are from that neck of the woods, um, there is now a gorgeous, wonderful wildlife refuge, beautiful organization called Fossil Rim Ranch that actually is now where I used to live as a baby girl until I was about four wow. years old. And yeah, right there in Glen Rose, Texas. And actually our house is now the administrative offices. Those are the administrative offices for Fossil Rim Ranch. And um, one day I'll have to tell you the story about how we had an interesting uh, um Meeting with the beautiful, amazing giraffe that was it was wild <laughs> I can tell you you're not you're not supposed to feed the precious babies by hand. just don't do it. They tell you not to, and I got sucked in by those big, beautiful giraffe eyes and so anyway, I'll have to tell you that sometimes right. we'll talk about that another time yeah. yes, yes, oh my God, they're magical, but yeah, my mama she um my beautiful mama Sita. She didn't show very much when she was pregnant with me. She's so tiny anyway. She's just always been very tiny, and um, she's so beautiful. And so she didn't show much, and, you know, she was like, I'm going to keep riding. I mean, until the doctors tell me I can't ride, I'm riding. And, you know, so she rode until I think the doctors finally said, Patty, you, you need to stop riding horses until you have this baby. And so then once she had me, she was back on. She was back in the saddle immediately with me um, as a T90 <laughs> thing. And she made a little papoose, little sling thing, and had me up there with her. So I've been riding, you know, since before I was born. You know, I just, they, they're they my loves, you know, like you were, we were just yeah. talking earlier. All, all four-legged, I'm grateful. So she's a wild woman. She's a wild child. <laughs> wow. So how did music start for you? You know, kind of as I, around that same time frame, my dad says that I was singing into it. My mom says it too. Now they divorced very early on, you know, when I was about four. But apparently I, I sang on that fireplace there uh, at Fossil, what is now Fossil Rim Ranch now, um, on the fireplace with a, you know, a hairbrush in my hand as a microphone. So I've, you on know, kind of been stage. musical. Yeah, on stage. Yeah, that was yeah. my stage stage and um but i didn't pursue it professionally until um i moved to nashville in 92 i kind of i had a lot of support of my music growing up but i also had a lot of you know of my family going you need a you know you need a you know a career that's going to actually pay you money pay you something. <laughs> yeah yeah i've heard that it's so funny because you know music pays you money it's it's like any job you know you just 
it's a career like any other career. The arts are. I think being self-employed is a little trickier. We all know that. Right. Um, right. But I, I don't know. It's it's all I know to do. It's all I know, and it's what I know I was put on this earth to do. And so I listened to my beautiful family who said, hey, you'd make a great lawyer. Why don't you go to law school? And so, mm-hmm. which was very kind because my beloved Uncle Mike, who I was telling you about, was one of the best beautiful amazing souls on the planet and one of the best attorneys on the planet and he's amazing and man he he and his beautiful wife and a team of incredible other attorneys they got together and they took down Monsanto and I'm so proud of them you know they they're fighting for the underdogs god bless them and he was fighting for the underdogs right before he passed away you know suddenly and it's just heartbreaking doesn't make any dang sense um but I say all that to say you know, he was so encouraging of my music, not only of my music, but also of, hey, TJ, he always called me TJ, you make a great uh-huh. attorney, why don't you go to law school? And so I took the LSATs, you know, right as I was graduating college at University of Virginia, and I canceled those things, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm moving to Nashville, that's not what I want to <laughs> do, I want to go to Nashville and make music, I can do this, I know I can, and I had no clue, and I was green as grass, uh-huh. and I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but by God, I was going to do it, and I'm I'm proud that I'm still here hanging in and doing what I love to do by God, and I want everybody out there to do what they love. That's what I want everyone on this earth to get to do is what they love to do. Don't let anyone ever tell you you can't do something because you can. Well, you can do whatever the heck you want to do. That's what I tell my grandchildren. I tell my grandgirls. I tell them, decide what it is that you love and go do it, and when you do it, you'll make money. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be. Money will eventually come. Yeah. Yeah. It'll show up. It'll show up because you got to do what's in your heart and you got to, yeah. Life, I don't know. We don't know how long we have, you know, and we got to live it. We got to just soak up every ounce of it by God. And I got to tell you, this album, just so you know, you know, and it's been a long time since we talked, but there was a good 10 month little period there. Um, I was not okay. You know, I was really struggling, a lot of loss, a lot of loss, two- and four-legged yeah. loss. And yeah. this album really is, it's, it is right on time. I finally feel great again. I finally feel like getting out into the world. I finally feel like being on camera. You know, I, it, I'm literally getting back up, and it, it really is literally my fight song. This album is my yeah. fight album. You know, it's like, it's resilience, and I can do this. Well, as I told you earlier, I think this total album may be one of your best, and this is a great song on the album. It's called Dark Horses and Long Shots. Let's take a listen to that. Come back, and Templeton Thank Thompson you. is our very special guest today on the Campfire oh, Cafe. You. Thank you. Think these legs ain't long enough. You think I'm not strong enough to win this race. Well, eat my dust. Cause I come from a real long line of those who will not be denied. It's in our bones, it's in our blood. We are.
Shots, Templeton Thompson, who is from the CB, CD, Get Back Up. And uh, Tempe, your partner in life and in the business is a good guy and a good friend named Sam Gay. How yes, did you two meet? How did you You're so sweet. The best? How did you meet? Are, are you speaking of the most perfect man on the planet? Who is cow- uh, Sam Gay, my rock star cowboy, the, superstar, the, the superhero? Next, That's the man. The next, the <laughs> next one, most perfect man. The next one. Oh, right. Oh, no, right, I'm kidding. Right, right. I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually, and he's got a gig tonight. Uh, speaking of, it's it's not where we met, but it's um it's a, a at cool the Commodore. venue in Nashville. Yeah, at the Commodore. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, I think we're gonna. Here. I think we're gonna see him. Are you gonna be there? Are you kidding? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. you know me. You know how you'll know me. I'll be the one in the bubble suit, and uh, the mask and glasses, and a ten foot pole. That that'll be me. Yeah, I think I think we're going to try to get out and see. I think we're going to. No, I think we're going to try to get out and see. I believe we are. You guys are awesome. Well, 
thank you. That's so yeah. freaking cool of y'all. Thank you, thank you. Well, we, um, you know, and he and Porter, it's with Porter Howell, our amazing brother, Porter Howell, of the amazing, iconic band, Little Texas. Porter is one of the founding members and now the lead of that incredible band and I love that man and we've written a gazillion songs with Porter as has Sam and Paul Jefferson who oh my god Paul has had like Keith Urban big old songs like you're not my god and Paul is incredible and I'm married to one of the most incredibly talented women on the planet Lisa Brokop I bet you know who Mm -hmm. she is I mean she is oh oh my god so the talent on that stage tonight because my man's gonna be up there with them and he's amazing and i'm so grateful he's working on a new record too gary and it's just nice to see my man get the spotlight and shine so yes we met um god i'm embarrassed because we're having a uh is it 20 i'm so math numbers are just not i'm not great with numbers Uh, i need to get better with that but (laughs) we'll have a big anniversary 20 four years is that right we'll oh, ask 20, 20, sam he can he can tell us. yeah okay he can tell us um but it's it's a and i'm so bad about that we laugh about that all the time but yeah we met in 95 i think right about 95 or 94 is when we met at a little dive bar that you might remember in nashville called jack's guitar bar do you remember yeah. but what's funny is we didn't meet we locked eyes on each other i was there with another incredibly talented human being named terry burns and i um we were just out girls out that night and uh decided to go listen to some music i saw him he saw me we didn't meet and then a few days after that this is what's so dang cool our brother mark gillespie who's been on the road with everybody on the planet he's incredibly talented guitar player um he uh just incredible man and they're brothers they go way back musically and i was looking for a guitar player because i couldn't play the guitar for squat i was terrible i knew a, a few chords i did the best i could but i really wasn't good and i needed some someone to help me out so actually i'd gone out there that night too with my sweet sister terry to go listen to the band but i didn't know that sam was the lead singer right so then flash forward about a few days and I was rehearsing with Brother Mark, and um, it was just amazing. And there was a knock on the door, and it was Sam. And I kid you not, it's only been a few years. It's been a while now that I know, it, but at the time, I didn't know that he knew I was rehearsing with Mark that day. So he on purpose showed uh-huh. up because he wanted to meet me. <laughs> so it was like – Instant, like, oh, my God, I love this man. But I was not – I just hated men in that moment. I had totally dated some just not not nice people at the time, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. over the years. And I was like, oh, I just – I know. No. No, no, no. I'm, he's cute. <laughs> he's wonderful and probably the most perfect human for me, you know, and I love him already, but no. And so we just became friends. Just though that kind of friend, right? That kind of friend. Right, you got right. that? I know it's your beautifully, incredibly talented woman, Miss Mary Kay. Oh my God, she's so amazing. And well, that's you. the stuff. You're welcome. Yeah. She amazes me. She is so incredibly talented. I love you, Mary Kay. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to physically meet her. I've never really met her in person either. I feel like I know her, well, you same. know, but yeah. we're kindred spirits, you know. Um, maybe tonight. That'll be awesome. So anyway, yeah, so and then flash forward there, we were just the best of friends, hung out, made music, went to France together on a tour, um, two other artists came with us, it was so much fun, our beautiful, incredibly talented sister, Stephanie Urbina-Jones, was one of those artists, and 
we had a field day in France together and we fell in love over there. There was just, you know, you have enough beautiful, wonderful French red wine and those that beautiful countryside and all the beautiful horses. And I was already madly in love with them. So it just, it, and yeah, we came home in love back to Nashville and God wouldn't just two, three years after that, we got married. We got married in 97. So, so for those of you out there that are good at math, you'll know what our anniversary is this flag day, June yeah. 14th. So. <laughs> so, so do I recall the fact that he, he actually uh, uh, rented a while you were out there? Well, what he did. Am I dreaming so, oh, where that? You? No, you're dang close. God, you're good, man. You were so good, Gary. So actually what happened was when we first got there and, you know, traveling internationally, how jet lagged you are. So I was just half asleep in the car driving to where we were going to be staying. And, of course, where we got to stay was on this beautiful apple cider, you know, cider um, farm that um, makes now, I can't believe, Calvados, Calvados, and that stuff is strong stuff, but it is good. Um, anyway, and they also <laughs> raise trotting horses, beautiful, okay. gorgeous trotting horses. And it's called, the town is called Bouvron-en-Orge, and I'm sure it's a terrible pronunciation. I'm sorry about that. Philippe and Anne David, David, um, and the place is called Manoir de Saint. And so we got to stay, that was the second time that we stayed there, but this other place, the first trip, we were driving in, played in the, stayed in this beautiful little cabin, secluded area, horses everywhere. And I was just like, oh, horses, oh my God, I would love to get to ride while I'm here. Because, you know, I didn't have horses at the time. You, you give up sometimes a lot of things right. and you've got to pursue right. a dream, right? So I didn't have horses when I first moved here. And so my babies. Um, but I got to go home and see my babies. And anyway, long and short, I know I'm talking a lot. Sorry about that. So That's all right. he surprised me. He got with Stephanie and James is the other gentleman who was with us, the other singer songwriter and, um, and said, Hey, let's, there, there's a way that she can go ride on the beach. Would y'all be willing to chip in? And so I had no idea, and they surprised me, and they all chipped in so I could go for a ride on the beach, and I rode oh, wow. this gorgeous horse named Toopy, a cell Francaise, and the dude running the thing was so nice to me. You know that thing when you go ride horses somewhere else, and you're trying to convince someone that, hey, I, I, re- I really do know how to ride. You know, I've been, I've been you're a, right, right. a horse person my whole life, but you don't want to be like, I know how to ride. You know what I mean? Of course not. Uh-huh, you know, you want to uh-huh, be, uh-huh. and not sound like you think you know everything, because Nobody knows everything. We all know that. And so, right, right? and the guy was so nice, and I was trying to be cool, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to haul booty hootie down the beach so bad, you know, just wanted to go, me and Tootie (laughs) just fly. And it was because it was a nose to tail, you know, and, and, but I was so grateful to be with horses and just be smelling them and just be with this gorgeous baby and all these gorgeous babies. And he looked at me and he said, Tempo's done. You go. And he let me. So Toopy and wow. I flew up and down the beach. Toopy bust the entire time. It was awesome. <laughs> it was great. And I came home. I came back that afternoon. Changed, as we all know, what they do for us. It's magical what mm-hmm. they do for us. And I was, I was so stressed out. I had helped put that that whole trip together, and I was stressed to the nines. I was working a nine to five job in Nashville on Music Row. Not what I wanted to be doing because I wasn't figuring out how to make a living with my music yet, even though I had. Right. Followed my heart, moved to Nashville, so I was stressed, and that all went away, as we know, right? And Sam went, oh, my Um, God, wow. And he said, okay, well, when we can afford it, 
We're going to make sure you have horses. God bless them. I'll start crying. I love that man so much. I'm so grateful. That's, so that's, that's that. And then the next year we went back, and that's when we stayed at the Manoir de Song. I want to go back there someday. And um, he proposed to me. Oh, my God. And right at the moment when I was going, yes, yes. Absolutely. Of course, that just goes without saying because you, we have been in love with you my whole life. It turns out, of course, we were meant to be together. But right in that moment, as I'm saying, yes, I kid you not, Philippe, our host, Philippe David, who owns that beautiful place with his beautiful wife, um, Anne, and he said, Tempe! Um, or maybe he was saying Templeton, because I think, yeah, I think he called me Templeton. <laughs> and he said, we're going for a ride in the sulky. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yes. So I'm saying yes to Sam. I will marry you. and I can't wait. <laughs> but I got to go be with horses, too. You know, Philippe's college. So we, went, we all went running down the stairs. And so Philippe took us on a celebratory ride in the sulky around the track. Which was oh, really, wow. really cool, and um, wow. and of course those folks take amazing care of their precious four-legged children. They are their babies, you know. They love them so much, so and they make some dang good cider too. I'll tell you what, it'll wake you up <laughs> <laughs> or put you to sleep. Well, I think our audience can tell that you leave a live a pretty interesting life. But uh, not only are you a great singer-songwriter, but you lead a pretty interesting Thank life. You. Another great song I want to get to. We're starting to run out of time, and I want to get in some more of this great music. Um, But this is a song called Don't Throw Me Away. Anything you want to tell us about this? Thank you. Well, it's a song. Bless your heart, Gary, and thank you. I just really appreciate you taking your time and believing in us. I just want to make sure I say that. And I'm sorry we've been out of touch. You know, it's been crazy times, hasn't it? And it continues to be. It has been. Um, Yeah. So thank you. I love you. I love your woman, even though I don't know her yet. I know I feel like I already know her. So Mary Kay, I love you, darling. <laughs> You'll love her. And, and Miss Bobby her. Jean. Oh my gosh, we got to make sure that we we celebrate her wonderful man. I don't know either one of them in person yet, but I feel like they're my family. I love them so much. It's his birthday, right? Did you say eighty-two Jim's years young birthday. today? Her man. 80, eighty-two. Okay. Eighty-two today. Oh, and tell me his first name again, please. Jim. So Jim, okay, because I don't think I've talked to Jim. Yeah. Happy birthday, so at, Jim, you young thing. At, at Christmas, Templeton, they're called the Jingle Bells. So they're called maybe, the Jingle Bells. Maybe we'll bell. dedicate something to the Jingle Bells. But anyway, oh, let's get to this song, Don't okay. Throw Me Away. Oh, yeah, Tell yeah, us sorry, about I digress. you got to watch me. So I'm so I'm grateful. Watching. You know, the song kind of you know. I mean, having listened to it, you get what it's about. Um, it came from getting to be part of, I'm so grateful, getting to be part of Cindy Meal's Seven Clinics with Buck Braneman DVD series. So, okay. um, yeah. And actually, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That's that's Follow You Anywhere. That's our song, Follow You Anywhere. I need more coffee. This one came from getting to be part of a wonderful movie of Cindy Meal's as well, another beautiful documentary. You know, she's she's the woman behind buck the film she and buck oh my god they amaze me i love them so much miss them so she was working on a documentary called dogs on the inside and that's a great documentary to check out as is buck i know you've seen buck for sure pretty much every horseman and horsewoman on the planet has seen buck if you haven't seen dogs on the inside this is about a program up in new england where they rescue puppy dogs 
and the puppy dogs go to before they are adopted out they go to this um it's a i guess a minimum security facility and um okay. the the folks there they they take care of the babies you know they they develop a relationship with these precious puppy dogs and they all heal each other right and it's a beautiful thing and then they get the the puppy dogs adopted out to their loving forever homes and so as i was watching some of that footage um that song just fell out it just fell out and i'm so grateful and sam has a beautiful version of it where he's singing it on the dogs on the inside soundtrack and in the movie and so that's that's where that came from and i'm hoping we can do something with that song to help four leggeds everywhere that's something i'm going to do going to happen well by adopted uh from the national humane association dog show yes sir as we play this song Adopt, so don't sam, shop, right? my Adopt, sam don't shop. my sam is listening to this so don't throw me away yes. been on the outside praying for sunlight open that find my way inside your heart inside your heart you don't see me why can't you see me it should be easy I'm just like you are We've all got scars
Don't throw me away. Templeton Thompson is our special guest today, and we are playing music from the CD, Get Back Up. And uh, Timothy, we're about to run out of time, and I'm going to try to get in a couple of more songs before we do that. And, oh, uh, you're and, and so this, sweet. Well, you're welcome. This is a song that uh, actually I think I played it. I think I played it last week. Uh, so this is a two-timer on the show, but it's one wow. called Unbranded. Unbranded. Can you tell oh. us anything about this song? Thank you. Well, that song, um, you know, Cindy, another film of Cindy's is um, Unbranded, right? The the documentary okay. film of Cindy Meals. And that's another one of those circumstances where we got really dang close to having um, songs in that movie. And it didn't happen for me, but um, Sam did wind up with a beautiful instrumental piece in that film. And as we know, it's the nature of show business, and, and there are just yeah. so many folks. You know, there are only so many slots, and, and it's all good. But then but then, what's so cool is then we get these little songs that just fall out, and then we get to have them. So you got to go through different things to, to get – to get to where you're going, right? So that's where the song comes Well, you from. do, and, and it and it gets to be part of a phenomenal, phenomenal CD called Get Back Up. Oh, God bless you. But let's Thank take you, a man. listen to Unbranded, and we're going to come back in just a minute and kind of wrap things up with Templeton Thompson today on the Campfire Cafe. We'll be right back. Thank you. I love you. Love you. He was a big bone, 16 hand blue wrong, with a wild streak and cold black eyes. They called them Diablo, said he won't be wrong, cause one by one they tried. And he If they did not have the heart, he quit the ground, poured out the sky, and sent those cowboys ten feet high. Then he ran with wild abandon, unbroken, unbranded. Said, come on, plow boy, let's see what you can do. Well, he did not say a thing. He just took hold of the reins, and they quit the ground, pawed out the sky. That horse and plow boy. They fell in like old companions, unbroken, unbranded. 
as a hippie chick cowgirl. Well, I'm hippie, just tell us, trying to be a sponge, man. <laughs> you are. You are a talented, talented girl and always so busy. Tell us where people can find your music. Um, TempletonThompson.com. That's that's the easiest thing. And then, you know, we're on all the platforms. We're everywhere. So, but the now the album itself, though, um, that's, you know, basically folks getting to, to kind of to hear it, you know, on your on your show without it being out in the world yet. So only the single okay. will get back up is out in the world right now digitally you can you can stream that everywhere um you can yeah that's the that's that's the single we're focusing on so we're promoting that um we are so blessed to be getting to work with the amazing lance cowan as um a publicist it's so exciting to actually be working with him having a publicist to get to work with so we're working really hard and you know lance so well he's our brother and incredibly talented singer-songwriter as well, and this is very exciting to, to get our music out into the world. So what we're going to do, yes, he is one of the most beautiful humans on the planet as well. What we're doing is, yeah, like I said, so you can find the single, Get Back Up, but you can't find the album anywhere else except on my website. So templetonthompson.com. You can only buy a hard copy of it right now. And what we're going to do come April 22nd, which just happens to be Earth Day, which kind of seems fitting. So that we can all just, uh, you know, just be thinking about this beautiful planet we're all blessed to live on and we're all the same, two and four-legged, four and two-legged alike, and we got to love one another. We're going to officially release the album on April 22nd, but once again, it will not be out on streaming platforms. It will only be available for download on my website. So we're kind of taking our time. We're trying to do a little bit of a a slow ride as we release these these songs. And um just learning, learning as we go, but that's what we're doing, yeah. and I'm grateful, and well, I love you. you are, I, hope we get to see y'all. I hope we get to see y'all tonight. It'll be awesome. Well, I hope we can make it, so templetonthompson.com, and get this album April the 22nd from her website. In the meantime, you can download it. You can even get it now get if you want up. to. I'll you can get it now. Okay. Sign it for you. Oh, yeah, you can, buy, you can buy it off my website, but you All can't right. download it. You can't download right. it, but you can download the single on my website, and all that money comes to our little family. And Best when you buy the CD it. directly from us, all to our little family, because we all know as horse mamas and horse papas, right, and puppy dog mamas and kitty cat mamas and papas, four-legged parents and two-legged parents. I'm not a two-legged parent, but I know it's affecting everyone. Everything's <laughs> gone up. Oats have gone up. Hay's gone mm-hmm. up. You know, it's all... Yeah, and I feel embarrassed to even say anything like that out loud because what's going on in Ukraine, I just don't even, I don't even understand. Let's see if we can all get together and figure out some way to do some kind of a fundraiser, huh? Some Maybe kind of a fundraiser. We, we may, may work on that. We may work on that. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? If we could all ride a wide circle, Stimpy. Stimpy, I got, yep. I got to close the next hour. I know I'm talking up, away. I'm never that. I'm not always this hyper. I'm just excited to be on here with you. I'll, I'll completely <laughs> well, we're back so out glad, in about three hours. We're so glad to have you with us. But Ride right a Wide Circle is a great song. It's Templeton Thompson, and she drug this old cowboy along with her, Michael Martin Murphy. Um, <laughs> I'm so let's blessed. Take a listen to that. I love you, Tippy. We'll see you. We'll see Sam. And thank you so much for being with us today. We just love you. I'm excited. I'm putting you back on speaker. I can't wait to see you, and I can't wait to meet your right. woman. All right. Thank see you, you. I tried to post You're packed up and tacked up. 
and hitting the trail. What lies ahead, heaven knows. The road is wide open to write your own tale. So here's my wish for you as you go. I hope you ride a wide circle around trouble and time. Keep the wind at your back. Stars in your eyes May you find a part who is one of a kind And ride wide circles round trouble and time Oh, ride wide circles round trouble and time Sit tall in the saddle Find your own path Lead with your whole heart and soul Lean into the future And learn from the past Know that you're never alone And I hope you ride a wide circle Around trouble and time Keep the wind at your back Stars in your eyes And may you find a part Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment after this song by Marianne Kennedy.
New Mexico. How many ranches did your daddy have there? Well, we had nine ranches at uh, at one time. There at the beginning, he just had one ranch and bought another one back in 1956, I believe when he moved back to New Mexico, because he was originally from New Mexico. But uh, but at one time, he had nine ranches and, and a feedlot or two. Wow, wow. And and being from the east here in Tennessee, those were pretty small ranches that he had, weren't they? Yeah, those ranches, most <laughs> of them was like uh, oh, two townships, 30, uh, 72 sections, you know, which is um, – you know, from forty to fifty thousand acres, most all of them. Wow, wow, wow! And so a farm back here, if you got two or three or four hundred acres, you got a pretty good size spread. But out yes, here, sir. a farm was like forty thousand. One of the funniest things that you told me uh, on that show, and I ha- I just had to write this down. You know, you ranched, you cowboyed, and uh, you were telling me that you had. Personally, you had a 60,000-acre ranch up there. I don't know if you still do or not, but one of the funny things that you told me that you bought cows that grazed in a trot because it took a trotting cow to exist on six years. <laughs> you graze in a trot to get that much land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Them old cows that hang around the water all day long, they're not going to do very good. <laughs> they're not going to do too good. That was, that was no, a funny sir. thing. Cows grazing <laughs> at a trot. But anyway, so you got started. You got started pretty young being a cowboy. And, and, I, and I took notes when I went back and listened to the show. So your dad put you to work pretty young, breaking horses. So how old were you when you broke your first horse? I was seven when I broke my first horse. I, uh, you know, and it was a horse that had never been touched at all, except for when they castrated him as a yearling. But uh, yeah. then it was, looking back on it, I'm thinking, man, I guess they was wanting to get rid of me or something, but, but I, I just, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to ride, I wanted to ride breaking colts so bad, I just couldn't stand it. But, uh, so I started breaking, broke my first colt at seven years old, uh, and then after that, uh, at eight, I think I broke three, two or three, and then nine, they kind of started handing over a big, big bunch of the of the ranch horses to me to break. That's just unbelievable. Nine years old, and, and they were giving you the remuda to break. It's just kind yes, of sir. It was, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I guess looking back on it, for back at that time, though, it really wasn't. It wasn't surprising, but today it would be. Yeah. So now, would you do that to one of your grandchildren? No, <laughs> I was looking at the other day thinking, oh, God, they had me out there breaking coals when I was that age. I, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> uh, guys, but, that's pretty amazing. But, uh, Dad had me riding racehorses at eight years old, so I was kind of, I was kind of wild. I was, a horseback, I was pretty wild. I'm telling you what. Well, it kind of, it, all of this sets you up for what happened this past weekend in, uh, in Lexington, Kentucky. But before we get to that, uh, you told me a story about mules. Yes, sir. And, and you were you were having to do something with these mules to get some brood mares. So tell, tell us a little bit about your daddy, because he kind of he challenged you on some things. 
Well, he did. You know, he was he tr- bought and sold a lot of cattle. Was was gone a lot, but come back. But he was one of those kind of guys who liked to match races or match match Kefrothens or such as that. He just always liked a lot of stuff going on. But uh, uh, but an amazing man. I mean, he he lost everything he got. He got on his own. So uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid of the gamble. You know, or to, if he figured if he'd lost it, he'd just make it back somewhere else or whatever. But uh, but he was he was an amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. But you were you were breaking all these codes, and you weren't getting a whole lot out of it, as I recall you telling me. <laughs> and so no, you decided was, you needed some brood mares. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he'd uh, he decided. Well, I, I was breaking some of these fillies. I mean, normally didn't break the fillies back then, but I, I broke some fillies that were really nice-looking fillies. And, and uh, actually, uh, and so I tried to trade my dad out of them fillies. He's, you know, of course, he knew if I got horses, then I'd pay more attention to my horses than I did his horses. So he's like, no, right. I'm not going to let you have the fillies. And then he kept, <laughs> you know, I kept pastoring. And later he finds it, well, I'll tell you what, he had about four or five old terrible mules we pulled wagons with and such as that, but he decided he wanted them things broke to ride. And, and uh, he said, if you'll, if you'll ride them mules all fall, I will. Uh, and I mean, tell you, these are six and seven, eight-year-old mules that, that were just horrific to be around, just terrible. And uh, if you ride them mules this fall, I'll, uh, I'll give you those two mares. And I'm like, no, I don't want them that bad. <laughs> But then uh, uh, ride them fillies, you know, for another couple of weeks. So I'm like, dang, these are good fillies. Man, I want them suckers. And so I called him back and said, all right, I'll ride them blasted mules on fall. Because our fall. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing about that, I got a, um, uh, I had another filly before them, but I, I, they give me a 50-year breeders award. HUHA did here a few uh, a few years ago, and oh wow, what's congratulations! Cool about that uh, I'm still showing. I've still got horses in my in my remuda that go back to those uh, those first two fit mares I bought. I traded for my dad. Oh wow, oh wow, that's special. That is special. That is it is especially where. And they have, I mean, we've won world titles on all these, all these little, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these offsprings of that, of that, of that bloodline. Wow. 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 So you made it with the mules, finally. You broke <laughs> the mules. And then, and then you got your fillies. And then I got the fillies, yes, sir. And, and, uh, yeah, I, uh. I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of good mules out there. I know there's got to be, because there's a lot right. of people who really like mules. But none of these mules were very good at all. I mean, they would bite you, kick you. You had to hobble them to get on them, and, and it'd make a set of hobbles that you could pull the hobbles off when you got on that thing, and then just run off bucking and and or dally them up to a fence post to get on them. And and they were they was pretty tough. But but the trouble is that I had with them mules was. You ride about 20 minutes, and you ride all the horse out of them, and all you have left is a burro the rest of the day. 
But gosh. you know, Gary, they, they did make good mules. The time we got back, our fall starts early September, and it doesn't yeah. end until about Christmas time. And by Christmas time, them mules, they were riding, they were really good mules. I mean, they would turn around, stop, and watch your cows, and they, they turned into be good mules. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty, that is pretty simple. But I love that story. I love the story. <laughs> about the mules. Almost as much as the cows trotting to graze. But, but I love the story about the mules. Uh, yeah, it'll cut so you now, pretty far south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when did you move to Texas? I moved here in uh, 2013. We uh, we just Colorado and uh, and so uh, sold that ranch and, and bought this place here in in Bowie, Texas, and built the horse training facility down here. I still have a ranch in New Mexico where I run run cows there, but uh, okay. uh, bought this place. And those and, are the those are the those are the trotting cows that are in New Mexico. Yes, sir. <laughs> I might exaggerate it there a little bit, but because cows normally eat and walk, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's about a hundred and hundred and twenty, hundred to hundred twenty acres per cow in that country. Oh wow! Wow. Or in New York's country, there, heck, it might be one acre to a cow, or you know, or maybe two yeah. acres, three acres per cow. But yeah, but yes, it's about 100, 120 acres per cow in that country over there. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, and and uh, and so Mike Major's horsemanship in Texas, and uh, when when you were on the show the last time, we talked a lot about the uh, Versatility Ranch Horse Program that you're involved yes, in. Yes, sir. So for folks that are not familiar with Versatility Ranch, uh, tell us a little bit of about how that works, and, and of course, you're a multiple, multiple champion in that as well. Well, we have been blessed in the, in that in the versatility competitions, uh, but it's a it's six classes. Because what they were trying to do is bring back like the guys who used to go to the horse show, and they would show them horses in the halter, in the trail, the reining, the cutting, and the cow horse. And uh, and then and all those different different uh, different competitions. So uh, they tried to bring that back. So they had the you know the old type quarter horses that could just do everything because they were getting right. so many specialized horses like just cutters or or barrel racing horses or calf roping horses or such as that. And so they just tried to bring back the uh, the versatility quarter horse and so they started that competition and and that's what's so unique about it is it takes a very versatile horse to compete in that in that competition i mean maybe i'll show them in the confirmation classes and then the trail ranch riding uh cutting cow horse classes and then the reining classes so you've got six classes that you compete in in a matter of sometimes it's one day sometimes it's two days wow wow and I understand those are some of the largest classes now that they have. You know, it's one of the fastest growing uh, competitions in AQHA. And then they've got the Shot Association here in Texas, which is the stock horse of Texas, which but a horse from any place can show in it. And uh, okay. it's virtually the same 
and it's just crazy how much how much those competitions have grown. I mean, just so. But the camaraderie at those competitions is probably a lot of it because it's just like a big old family. There'll be 400 competitors there one weekend, and it's just like a just like a big old family deal. Yeah, well, that's one of the nice things about the horse horse fam- the horse yep. business, the horse family. You know, and for most for the most part. Uh, it's just like family when you get out. You know, when I was um, uh, at Road to the Horse this past weekend, everybody was just so great and so friendly. And, right. Uh, even if you right. never met them, even if you never met them, I was getting hugs from people. It's like that's pretty cool. I'll come back again and do this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh uh, gosh. Well, I want to take a quick break and uh, take a listen to another song. Junie Fisher is a horse gal. I don't. I don't know if you know Junior or not, Mike. She's she's uh, ridden in about every discipline of the horse world that you can ride in. And, uh, oh wow! I guess it's been cool. I'm riding uh, back toward California right now. So she's originally a California girl that lives in Tennessee, but she travels and performs all over the West. But this is a great right. song that Junior has done called "Let Her Go, Let Her Buck, Let Her Fly." And let's take a look oh, and come back and talk more with Mike Majors today. And we're going to get into the road to the horse. When we come She's ready as soon as she's paid up her entry. Let her in. Wish her luck. Let her buy Bound and determined to ride what they draw her Let her go, let her buck, let her fly She hands them her saddle, they snap the bronc closer The blindfold pulled over his eyes She pulls up her cinch, dodges, stir up and hoof Let her go, let her buck let her fly She's riding as soon as her foot hits the stirrup Let her up, let her on, let her try She hears herself saying, okay, let me have him let her go, let her buck, let her fly. That front goes to sailing and jabbing the ground. He's a snake, he's a cat, and he's fly. Her spurs are a singing that Pendleton song. Let her go, let her buck, let her fly. Somewhere in the air it all comes undone. That bronc leaves her fat in the sky She'll be back tomorrow Black-eyed and grinning Let her go, let her buck, let her fly That 
good Hamley saddle is why She'll come to the roundup till hell freezes over Let her go, let her buck, let her fly Let her go fly and today on saddle up america our very special guest is mr mike major and mike just won road to the horse this past weekend in lexington kentucky and uh, so we've talked a little bit about his growing up and and riding the mules and and uh some of the other things that he's done in the past but mike let's talk a little bit about road to the horse how did that invitation come about you know, um, uh, there was it was it was crazy how it came about. Uh, Ernie King, I'd uh, I'd got a hold of Ernie one day and asked him about judging the competition. You know, or, okay. I thought, well, it'd be out there and judge the deal or whatever. And and, uh, and so Ernie come back and says, well, what do you think about maybe just participating in it? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm getting kind of old. You know, but uh, uh, I said, you know, I guess I would. I, it's just one horse. Heck, it, you know, anybody ought to be able to break one horse, you know, a day or, or something like that. I, uh, I went ahead and accepted their invitation. Of course, then COVID came in, so it was put off another year or so. But uh, but that's kind of how it came about. Okay. All right. So moving forward, you accepted the invitation. and. And, uh, and and then you get there, and the four sixes horses are brought in. So how did you pick out Yellow Horse Canyon? Well, you know, he was kind of my first pick. I mean, pretty yellow horse and such as that. And uh, he was a unique bloodline that Jesse Topaz on top. And then he was out of a Betty's a Cat Mare, who's a cutting horse on the bottom side. And uh, I've got a Betty's a cat here that I I bred a, my good black mare to Betty's a cat a few years back and and got a really nice filly out of him uh, out of that out of that cross. But um, but I had uh, there was some you know some other horses there that we liked. Uh, the one that Glenn Stewart had we kind of liked that horse pretty good. And then the uh, actually the Red Roan uh, that Brandy had we liked that horse also. And the one uh, Pat Pirelli had we liked that horse, but uh, when it came time to draw the numbers, I didn't draw very good. I drew last place to draw, so I... Oh, uh, wow. Because uh, uh, I think uh, Brandy got first, and I believe Pat was second, and, and Glenn was third to draw, so I was I was the last one to pick my horse, and so the Palomino horse was, was uh, what I picked. Okay. Well, I like that little horse. I mean, when I was watching you watching you work him in the round pen, I thought that colt's got a little sense, you know. And uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so I, I like the coat very, very well. But uh, tell us a little bit about the competition, folks that were not at Road to the Horse and they're listening around the world. 
tell us a little bit about the competition itself. You've got the four round pins that people are working in, but but talk to us about the competition itself. How much time do you spend with the colt, and so forth? Well, the competition, the it's a it's an hour and forty five minutes uh, that you're in that you have is a lot of time, but you have got to take a ten minute break in that first hour, and then in the second uh, half hour you've got to take a five minute break, and so that leaves you a, an hour and thirty minutes at actual time with the colt, and uh, so I mean it, you know you've kind of got to have everything organized and kind of to where you've kind of planned out to where you want to try to get to to a certain point at a certain time to somewhat, which is uh, which is not crowding them colts too much. It really isn't, but um, but uh, it uh, it does make it interesting though to uh, to when you start really have a goal in mind, how fast them colts lock on and start really thinking. They start thinking for themselves about what you're trying to get them to do. Yeah, yeah. Now these are th- these are three year old colts, and and they basically have had no handling before they come into the arena. Is that correct? Yes, sir. They've they've handled them just a little bit, I think, when they were weanlings, such as that. And then right. other than that, they have they haven't been touched. And so they're they're pretty wild. I mean, they're pretty hands off, such as that. And and which kind of works for me because, like a lot of my horses, of course, I don't wait till they're three-year-olds to break them. But both all of my colts are the same way. We uh, we we halt to break them a little bit when they're two-year-old when we're when they're weanlings, and and then uh, we start them as two-year-olds and don't handle them a whole lot. I kind of like them horses that that uh, that have a little feel to them and and watch and and try to learn. Where some of them colts that have been handled and touch so much they're desensitized so much that then you get up on their back and they're like wow what's the deal here and and then you have sometimes run into some problems there yeah yeah so the first day you you work with the coat for the hour and 45 minutes and um uh you've got what six judges or were there six judges or four judges four judges i guess four judges. there was five uh and they would take the high score and the low score out and just leave the three three judges in the middle. Okay. All right. So you've got judges that are judging all four competitors, uh, uh, and, and all four competitors are in the round pins. As I said, there are four round pins, and each competitor is working with the horses, and, and they're watching all of this. You won the first round, and uh, that was not a bad payday for – an hour and forty-five no, minutes work. No, not at all. I mean, they paid five thousand dollars for the first round, so that was yes. I I hadn't really realized that they paid rounds like that, so I was pleasantly surprised. It really was. Yeah, yeah. And so day two comes around, and so you're back out there again. So what kind of uh, what kind of goals do you have for your horse during that second day? Well, my goals were to mostly to get that little horse because he he was really didn't want to lope out and uh, so I to get him to really move it out and uh, but I didn't want to bring a saddle horse in there to get on to make him move out with a saddle horse because I wanted him to lock onto me and not my saddle horse 
and uh, right. so I didn't use a saddle horse, and and so we tried to move him around a foot as best we could, and but then just trouble he had a little bit was every time he'd go to move out into a, a lope he wanted to for buck or or just quit when you put much pressure on him you wanted to just quit and and so I was running into to a lot of problems there with him uh, to get him to really move out because you put any pressure on him, he'd quit you, and uh, and he didn't want to lope, but I really needed him to lope for that third day. So we didn't get a whole lot done, so we got a lot. Well, what we got done was just getting him through the obstacles and uh, getting him to where he would turn right and left uh, and to where he would have some kind of an idea, and we wanted to, wanted to pull him right or left to, to guide him. And, uh, and the trouble is with the three-year-old, is they start losing the caps on their teeth when they're three years old. So their oh. mouths are sore. And yeah. so I tried to put a bridle in this horse's mouth, but, uh, and I felt he had a, he had some wolf teeth there. And I thought, well, it's going to be best just to ride him with a loping hackamore rather than try to put a bridle in his mouth. And so, and that, but that's a normal deal with a three-year-old where they're, they're popping caps on their, their baby teeth are popping the caps off and the permanent teeth are coming in. So you, uh, you'll have some problems with your three-year-olds at that point. All right. And then, and the second day, lo and behold, you win round number two. (laughs) Yes, sir. So it was another pretty nice payday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was. Well, so by the end of round two, how were you feeling about things? Pretty good. You know, I was feeling good, except for the fact that I still had not got him to lope out like I wanted to. So, um, but um, he was wanting the obstacles. He was he was trying to go through all the obstacles. Funny little horse, though. Uh, you'd take him over an obstacle maybe three or four times, and he'd just go right through him and go through him really good. And then you'd take him back to him, and he's like, man, I've been over that thing three or four times. I don't think I need to go over it no more. It wasn't because he was scared of him. He just thought, well, I just don't think I really need to be going back over him. But uh, I've done, uh, I've done this. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was fun. I mean, it was funny to read his mind and to get into his mind. It was, it was kind of fun. It really was. And uh, yeah. So we just kind of left him. You know, instead of pushing him and trying to think, well, boy, we've got to get him over again. I thought, well, we'll just leave him fresh and and let him make up his mind the next day when we take him over. And and uh, and it it worked out. You know, it, it, he wasn't as freewheeling as I'd wished he would have been, but uh, but he was good. He really was good. Yeah, well, he was a nice colt. So then on the on the uh, final day, uh, there are no round pins. It's an obstacle course that they've set up. So, uh, yes, sir. We've got, we got 20 minutes in that. They made a smaller round pin. You've got 20 minutes to catch that horse and saddle him oh, okay. and move him okay. or whatever you need to do. And so, um, and so I thought, well, uh, the horse really wanted to lock on to me. So I had no trouble catching him and, and no trouble saddling him and picking up his feet. And he, he just wanted to be good. But my main thoughts was, okay, I need him to move around with that saddle on his back. And, and so uh, every time we'd get him to lope that saddle on his back, he'd want to try to buck, kick up a little bit. And, yeah. and I thought, well, 
we're just going to have to ride him through it today for a little bit. And so we did. We kind of rode him through him wanting to try to buck and such as that and kept him going in that lope. And, and he, you know, he's like, okay, well, I guess this is not so bad. I guess I can do it. So we got him through that. And then, and then we were pretty much ready to go outside. Wow. Well, you did, you, you did a beautiful job on that, on that third day. Uh, obviously so, because when all the judging was completed, you were, you were pretty much ahead of everybody by quite a bit. And, uh, Really nice scores that you turned in. Well, thank you, Gary. We uh, yeah, we had a pretty good lead on the first two days. We got a pretty good lead. Uh, Glenn, he won the last go, I think by right. three or four points. You know, the third go, which which is fine because his horse was pretty freewheeling and and would go and and uh, where he could just send him different places and the horse went good. But I was very tickled to uh, to be that close to the first horse. In them obstacles where old, old uh, Yellow House didn't want to really just move out that much, but we got him loped both directions and and uh, and got through the whole thing. He the pinwheels, you know, he kind of thought, well, I've stepped over enough of these pinwheels. I'm I'm think I'm done good enough, but we still had to do some more. We did get him around there. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, gosh, well, uh, congratulations again on the great win. And uh, was was that your first time to compete? At Road to the Horse? Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, it was, Gary. First, first time to ever compete in Road to the Horse. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. So will you be back again? Well, you know, I uh, hadn't made my mind completely up yet on that, but, uh, you know, possibly or probably more towards yes, we probably will go back than, than not. But we're just uh, years a long time away, you know. Well, it gets away from you pretty quickly. I'll tell you that. Yes, sure. Those, yes, it those, does. Those years are fly. Those years are flying by. Those years are flying yes, by. Yes, sir. They... So, <laughs> wow. So you you brought Yellow Horse Canyon back home with you. So what what's your goal with him now? Well, yeah, we went ahead and bought him, and and uh, my goal is to go ahead and just get him finished and uh, go on with him, get him moving out. Uh, and actually, what I'll probably do is put some cattle in the in the pen, get him, let him follow some cattle around, and and where he he's not worried about what we're trying to ask him to do, but he'll he'll think more on what he thinks he wants to do, which and get him moving around, get him thinking for himself, and and uh, you know possibly go head him towards the uh, calf roping deal or or team roping world or. See how Cali is if he wants to go towards the versatility deal. Very, that's great. Well, he's a he's a pretty horse, and uh, and I'm tickled that you got him. I'm tickled that he's back home with you. And uh, one thing I know for sure, uh, I found this great place to eat, eat in Georgetown. So we may have to take you out next year to Georgetown okay. to have a dinner or something. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. To live. That, that'd be in the yeah, meantime, in the meantime, we'll have to plan on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I was just going to say, in the meantime, we'll have to we'll have to plan a trip out through Texas and maybe come by and visit yeah. with you out there. I'd love to do you that. Do it. That's great. We'd love to have you out here. That would be perfect. I would love to do that. Well, thanks for taking the time to be with us today, because I know you're a busy guy. 
uh, probably have had a lot of interviews, and uh, good to be back home, I'm sure. But the one yes, thing I do is. know is we do not need to have it five years before you're back on the show again. <laughs> All right, Gary, that sounds great. Yeah, I love All I right. love being on there. Love, love it's a appreciate you guys having me on, and and uh, and it's it's always fun, always fun. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, and and uh, good luck going forward. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you all a bunch. Now, all right, we'll be right back. This is Randy Houston. Spectators pay to witness a wreck Or the bucking horse ballet on the hurricane deck There's no one to watch cause I'm out here alone If the outcome is bad, they'll gather my bones My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side I'm one step away from the ride of my life My neck is too stiff, I refuse to yield Son of the land of the leather and steel This horse is my siren, beauty that blinds The next wheeling victim, I'm standing in line My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side I'm one step away from the ride of my life I've been here before and I chew on the pain This time will be different, my stubborn refrain Maybe insanity, my driving force The spring gets tighter inside of my horse My foot's in the stirrup, his cheek to my side And I'm one step away from the ride of my life Ending is written on blank canyon walls Like whispers of echoes of dry waterfalls The shock of the lightning, the feel of the flash The phoenix reborn from breathing the ash My feet in the stirrups, a leg on each side Sit back and enjoy the ride of my life My feet in the stirrups A leg on each side Sit back and enjoy The ride of my life Mr. Randy Houston Ride of my life. Well, this has been a fun, fun show today. It was so great to have Templeton Thompson join us on the Campfire Cafe. 
her great CD is Get Back Up. So be sure and visit her website, templetonpumps.com, and uh, and place your order for that. You can get that today. And then it's so good to catch up with Mike Majors. Gosh, it's been five years since we've been with him. But, uh, a great event at Road to the Horse last week. Grace to see him there as well, and we sure appreciate him joining us today on Saddle Up America. Well, that wraps it up for Equestrian Legacy Radio for this Thursday. We'll be back next Thursday with the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. Be sure and join us then, and we remind you, you can listen to the podcast of this show and over 700 others on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as at EquestrianLegacy.net. We're going to close the show out today with a great song from Mr. Dave Samey. It's called Sell Me a Pony. We'll see you next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Mister, could you sell me a pony to carry me home? I'm tired of being afoot, tired of being alone. The winds are getting cold now. Hope I ain't waited too long Mister, could you sell me a pony To carry me home Oh, sell me a pony To carry me home Make him deep in the heart, girl He's gotta go many a mile I need him to be good-footed Need him just a little bit wild. We gotta cross many a mountain before I see my baby smile. Mister, could you sell me a pony to carry me home? Oh, sell me a pony to carry me home. Open the gates, swing it wide, no time to wait. Baby's waiting for me on the other side Mister, do you have a saddle that I could ride? It's been a long time since it was mounted It's been a long time since I tried Nothing like a good old A4 To give me back my pride Mister, could you sell me a pony To carry me home? Oh, sell me a pony to carry me home Open the gate Swing it wide, no time to waste My baby's waiting for me on the other side Could you show me the trail? Show me where I went wrong Where was that turn that left me out here for so long? Show me the way to give me back my song. Mister, could you sell me a pony to carry me home? Oh, sell me a pony to 